tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey everyone and welcome to the voice of After Buzz TV's The Voice Up. I am Corey Takei and I'm here with Adam Harrington. So hey delighted to see you and be with you and hang out with you. We've officially met today. So, you know, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's my pleasure. Kaori. 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 I just want to make sure I get it right. Um, big fan, watch a lot of After Buzz TV and the honor is all mine. Oh, thank you. And you know, uh, you actually tweeted out um, one of my random YouTube videos, and that just shows me how in touch you are with your fans and how appreciative you are of them. So, oh, um, I am one of the rare few who understand that that really the only boss we have as actors, particularly video game voice actors, is the only boss we have is the fans. It's you guys. Um, if you don't like what we do, they're going to hear it in the forums, they being the developers. And next time, it may be another guy, so. So thank you so much, Adam, for, you know, following me and then becoming friends. It is my pleasure. Because right it's here. awesome. And so in case you guys don't know, you guys better know who he is. Uh, he's best known um, as Big B. Wolf in The Wolf Among Us. And The Woodsman. And The Woodsman. A lot of people don't know that. And also some characters from The Walking Dead, 400 Days as well. Yep. Uh, Andy St. John. From uh, Georgia, where my lovely grandma was from, <laughs> um, and in the DLC 400 Days, I was um, I was Leland, and I was Jerry on the bus, the dude that gets strangled. And and now you're also uh, Kroger. No, everybody. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, Borderlands. Yes, Kroger. Yes. I'm, I thought you were gonna. Um, you're going to mention another Walking Dead character that a lot of people thought was me. Oh, no. Who do they think you are? Um, it's uh, it's the guy in season two. Man, right now I'm drawing a blank. The big the big star. The guy from um, uh-uh. from uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing out. a blank because you're the only one that matters, okay? I did play some <laughs> of season two, I promise you. Um, and I swear the name is up there. But um, he has kind of a gravelly voice, too. One of the main villains from Walking Dead season two. Shout out to my girl, Melissa Hutchison, voice of Clementine. Yeah, she she did a great job going off on her own. So you were nominated for a BAFTA Awards for uh, you know best character, uh, best, performance best performance in a video game. Yeah, yeah, up you, against Kevin Spacey and you Troy are, Baker and all this. I'm big like, deals, big big like, deals. Uh, when does the dream stop? <laughs> Any minute now. So how did it feel when you got that nomination? It was amazing. Um, I've been doing this over fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might imagine my voice lends itself to bad guys, uh, and if you're gamers, you know the bad guys tend to not last very long. Or if they do, uh, it's still, we never get the leading man. We never get the girl, essentially, is what I'm saying, um, even though Bigby still hasn't got the girl either. Uh, so this Snow. was a new experience for me. Yeah. Even though, you know, my friends and I up in the Bay Area, we've been voicing video games since late 90s. Um, this was my first shot at being a good guy, a leading guy. And uh, 
I guess it took a big bad good guy for me to do that. So would you say that Big B Wolf is truly 100% good? Because he's got some underlying issues going on, oh, that's well, for sure. Yeah. Issues under, you know, <laughs> is an underestimation. Um, <laughs> have you read any of the comics? I have not read the comics, but I just played the game, so. Well, I mean, there's a, I could sit here for an hour and a half and explain to you the way Fables works, the graphic novel that the, uh, A Wolf Among Us is, is based on. Uh, the short version is all the fairy tales we grew up with uh, are in their own little kingdoms, and this sort of evil force, this, uh, I guess you could compare it to like the dark side in, in, in Star Wars, um, kind of starts taking over all of their uh, kingdoms mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, areas. And so many of the fables that we grew up with, Snow White, Rose Red, uh, The Big Bad Wolf, um, Boy Blue, uh, frog catcher, yeah. Colin, you know, three pigs, and, and, and all that, they, they sort of become refugees and come to New York, mm -hmm. um, our New York, and they are essentially, they are refugees, but the problem is they obviously can't come to our world as the fables they are. It's a little easier for Snow White and, and some of the fables who are already human. Uh, but say Colin the pig or the big bad wolf, we, we need glamours or we need something to hide us from the general public. Uh, I hope I'm getting all this right. <laughs> uh, but, and I said the short version, and I've, I've gone on for five minutes. But do, but, do you have you read? But did you read the comics before? Oh yeah. So you were all about it. So this is pretty much a dream gig for you, or was? Well, no, no. I I started reading the comics when I knew I was woodsman. Okay. Uh, another side note to that is I recorded the entire first episode as Woodsman before I booked Bigby. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. But um, to answer your, your first question, it, it's kind of ambiguous with Bigby. Uh, nobody's forgotten what he's done. He's gobbled up kids. He's the big bad wolf. But he, everyone gets a new lease on life in Fable Town. Uh, and you sign a contract, I think that's the way it works, uh, when you come into the Monday mm -hmm. world, which is the mundane world, our world, and uh, you, you essentially get a new lease on life. But it's kind of hard for all these characters... You know, like Colin the pig. Have you played the game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. Well, you know, Colin <laughs> is one of the three pigs, yeah. but, but clearly they're buddies. Yeah. Um, so even Colin, after all of the horrible crap that Bigby did to him and his brothers, he still gave him another chance, and they ended up being buddies. So I, I think the real rub to your question is we don't know. I mean, and it's up to the player mm -hmm. sometimes if he's going to be the big bad wolf or the sensitive, you know, uh, sheriff who just wants everybody to be safe and happy. I've been, I'm, I've done some research on you, obviously, and I heard that you've played it multiple times. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, two, three times. Um, it's funny, I try really, really hard to, to walk the line, uh, but it becomes so tempting to just be the big bad wolf. But how how, how important do you think the choices you make are? Because, you know, they, they, they say that, yeah, the choices will kind of change the outcome, but how important are they really? Well, they're hugely important um, for the gaming experience, and, you know, if I'm lucky and if Telltale decides for season two, I, I can see if there's going to be a season two, and I don't have an answer. I'm sure that oh. was going to come up. I don't know. They don't tell us nothing. I mean, oh yeah, but on the internet, they're saying that it's been confirmed and all that stuff, so, I mean, there better be a season two. You uh, guys were nominated for Game of the Year. There's the internet, and then there's, <laughs> hey, Harrington, Harrington, we need you in studio next Exclusive. week. Those are two different things. <laughs> um, and I haven't gotten that call yet. <laughs> the fans certainly, uh, you know, the Telltale fans are passionate. Oh, absolutely. I love each and every one of them. Yeah. 
Uh, going back to the BAFTA thing, I have no doubts that I would not have been sitting there without you guys, the Telltale fans mm-hmm. and, and the Wolf Among Us fans. Um, but yeah, it's... Trust me, I, I certainly would love a season two. Even if there is a season two, there's no guarantee to, that the Big Bad Wolf is going to be the playable character. Can, can you explain, because I was a little lost, call me not smart, but I think I'm smart, okay? But You're um, smarter than me, <laughs> The ending of uh, you know season one was kind of a cliffhanger. Like, how would you explain what Telltale was trying to... Yeah, I mean... It was I'm a- just as sort of on the edge of my seat as you guys. Uh, this <laughs> is the truth. A lot of the last episode was rewritten. Uh, ah. P.R. Chorette and Ryan Kaufman, all the great writers of Telltale. And I like to think that they were rewriting it specifically for what you're talking about to set up season two. Possibly. Or at least some DLC. Right. Okay, um, so let's talk a little bit because you went with Dave Fenoy mm-hmm. to the Middle East. Wow, yeah. And how was that experience? Uh, life-changing. You know, it's no secret that uh, the West, and specifically us, the U.S., have uh, have had some major issues with mm-hmm. uh, some Middle Eastern countries, uh, the culture clash. Uh, both, I... I Resist speaking for Dave. I get the feeling you'll be talking to him soon. I hope Shout so. out to Dave Fenoy, DaveFenoy.com. Hey, Dave Fenoy. <laughs> um, that, you know, we, our family and friends, oh, be careful. You know, you're going out there. You're American. Please be careful. We felt nothing but love from everyone in Doha, Qatar. Shout out to Doha. Their very first video game convention, uh, sponsored by IGN. Um, that's it was an them. amazing experience. These kids, you know, I think images really have a huge effect on us. And the differences in clothing, you know, mm-hmm. the young women, of course, you know, head to toe for the most part. Uh, the young men in white robes and head, you know, dresses. Other than the outward appearance, these are just gamers. They're the same kids that Dave and I see every convention we go to. So is that what pretty much shocked you, is how similar they it are to us? It wasn't shocked so much as pleasant surprise nice. turning into epiphany in a way. Um, we, Dave and I couldn't stop talking coming back. We still can't. I'm staying at his house until I find an apartment in L.A. Oh. Uh, so Dave and I get a lot of time together. And, <laughs> I mean, really, I like to consider myself an enlightened, you know, Berkeley, California liberal Um I probably shouldn't even let all that. I'm not super liberal, but, you know, I am what I am. Uh, (laughs) But sometimes we tend to think of ourselves as above the whole propaganda, you know, America, you know, Mm. that that kind of crap. Um, No, even I and I imagine Dave, we had a little trepidation, you know. We're we're going to a place we've never been Mm -hmm. where right now especially there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of... um, a lot of really bad stuff going mm-hmm. on. And let's face it, Americans aren't exactly the popular kid in class anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's funny how things go both ways. Uh, interacting with a lot of the fans, getting to see them over the two days, we got back from them a lot of the same stuff that, that we were noticing is that, hey, you guys aren't too bad. You're actually pretty cool. <laughs> Everything we've heard is, yeah. is total BS. Um, I think gaming particularly online gaming, 
is something that could change the course of history. And I know how dramatic that sounds, but I mean every word of it. So what, what do you mean by that? Like you mean streaming or? Streaming, absolutely. But even more importantly, I think uh, kids from the Middle East being able to play with kids from England and mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. and Canada, uh, interacting with each other, learning that, that they have so much more in common than they knew. Uh, uh, you know, both complaining about their parents being embarrassing or, or homework they yeah. added. It's all the same thing. Uh, and and you have to look 10, 20 years down the road. If you've got a group of American kids playing League of Legends with a, a group of uh, Qatari kids playing League of Legends, they're going to get to know each other. That's yeah. just how it works. And um, It's an knows, online you know? dating system. It, no, it, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, dating, dating is involved as well. But mostly friendship. And, and I think... It's friendship unadulterated by media and images and manipulation. So you're also a big League of Legends guy. I am not very familiar with League of Legends. Sorry, guys. Well, big League of Legends guy, meaning I voiced five characters. Yeah. I tried to play, forget it. That's a lot, yeah. That, that's like, you got to give it your life. Your I life. Tried. <laughs> I tried. I gave it the old college try, y'all. But um, too much going on on the screen. Uh, I had to give in and say, you know what? I think I'm too old to play this well, freaking game. What are the challenges of actually voicing multiple characters in a game? I mean, there must be. I mean, for, you know, like even like um, when you were doing The Wolf Among Us, you had to play basically two rivals up against each other. How did that work out? Uh, first off, it was very Freudian. <laughs> the, the, the very first big action scene, the big first fight scene, is, yeah. is me fighting me, uh, Bigby <laughs> and, and Woodsman. Uh, but a lot of the credit on that, I can't take. It goes to Julian Kwasniewski, who directed us. He, uh, if you got at some point, I think people will hear the original Woodsman recordings, and they sound a lot like Bigby, like almost identical. Really? Once he figured out that I indeed booked Bigby and I was going to be Bigby, they had a problem. They're like, these two characters, they, they share so many scenes together. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? Julian expertly pitched him down, which is essentially brought the tone down a bit, mm -hmm. uh, just ever so slightly so you don't really notice it. Um, they wanted to do that the rest of the season, though, and I said, no, 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 no. I, I can I can take this challenge. Yeah. Uh, so I started just bringing the voice down myself, you know. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Julian was the mastermind behind those two characters sounding so different. Okay, yeah. I the League thing, uh, I think you said, is it hard or is it a challenge? It's what we do. Mm -hmm. um, more and more video games are looking to hire one actor to voice as many characters as possible, particularly these, these MOBAs with, you know, a hundred different champs. Um, and that's our job, to sound like different characters. I actually um, watched a documentary um, on, you know, voiceover actors, and they were saying... I know that voice? That one! I know that voice! That was terrific. DiMaggio. Yeah, DiMaggio. Shout out to DiMaggio. It's a great film. Yeah, it's really good. I highly mm -hmm. recommend it. Um, and they were saying that video game voiceovers are really challenging compared to cartoon voiceovers or whatnot. Well, um, remember, I'm from the Bay Area. We don't get a lot of cartoon. I, I did a little here and there. I'm hoping to do more, part of the reason I'm down here. But, yeah, video game voice acting is a completely different thing. Um... I think you'll find a lot of celebrities that some of the developers are hiring are learning that pretty quickly, that, you know, this is not linear. We do not have uh -huh. another actor to play off. We, uh, our lines are meant to be, you know, extracted and put into points in the game when they're convenient. Mm -hmm. 
so there's no kind of linear storyline that we're used to, particularly the Telltale Game stuff where we have the branching uh, stories. Yeah. Uh, so it is. It's an acquired skill. Uh, it's something I love to do because I'm a gamer from yeah. back in the you know <laughs> the Atari fifty two hundred. Uh, it's it's different, but th- th- there are some similarities. But but yeah, the range is key. Uh, you want to build up as many characters that you can draw upon as possible. Uh, so when you audition for these games, you'll be able to blow the developers away by how many people you can become. Have you always wanted to do voice acting since you were a little one? I didn't start till I was 29 years old. Uh, okay. I knew I wanted to do something with my voice. I. Uh, well, what made you think this is the voice that needs to go out there? <laughs> so, for Bigby? Just for yourself in general. Like, well, this is the one I was born with. Um, <laughs> at 29, you're like, I want to do voice work. Well, no, at 29, I, I was like, I don't want to telemarket anymore. Oh, okay. That's essentially what it was. Um, I took some classes from a woman named Susan McCullum. Who taught me everything I know? Uh, we I did you know from beginning voice acting on to the whole slew of classes. Uh, we produced a demo. Uh, she introduced me to some agents, and that was that. But what caught your attention to get into voice acting then? Um, I had been told for years I was on the phone twelve hours a day. I used to to break the monotony. I'd call people uh, talking like this, or I'd call down nice. south and talk to them <laughs> like this, just just to break the monotony. I got a lot of sales, but uh, it's weird. It was almost training for voice acting in itself. I didn't know. To answer your question, I said, let me try this out. Yeah. And it, it just fit. It just worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can go back in time, would you do something else? No. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I mean, you, you, you've got it made. What would you say is your breakthrough role? you've got it made is the right do. statement, but um, oh, don't be so I humble. love what I do. <laughs> and I often tell students... Uh, voice acting students that if you're not like your hair doesn't stand on end when you wake up and go I gotta get to work if if you dread going to do what you do for the rest of your life for a living well that's no way to live right yeah Um, try to find your passion mine is doing this that's that's awesome so what would you say is probably your breakthrough role the League of Legends the League of Legends yeah Yeah. Um, okay so are there any other um, projects that you're working on that you can mention to us? Well, you mentioned Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, my pal Dave Fenoy. You guys know him as uh, Lee in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bluebeard in The Wolf Among Us. So, you know, in these two major uh, titles, we're you know beating the crap out of each other. Just <laughs> really hating on each other, which is ironic because we're really good friends. Finally, we get to play two friends, Finch and Kroger, and uh, the fans seem to be responding to it. It's his second episode of Tales from the Borderlands. Um, any other stuff, unfortunately, I'm NDA'd, and I can't tell you. Oh, okay, I understand. Uh, but that we're excited about. Yeah. Um, mostly because Dave and I get to be buddies on, uh, on screen for a change. Oh, so then you, got, you guys met, obviously, through the game. Walking Dead. Okay. But, I know I met Dave in the late 80s, Listening to KSOL and KDI, he was Billy David Ocean for the local R&B station. And he and I were buddies after Walking Dead for a year before I realized that I grew up listening to him as a DJ. That's crazy. So you were kind of like a fan. Oh, I always was a <laughs> fan, but that even made me an even bigger fanboy. Dave's amazing. Yeah. So so are you. 
I'm trying. <laughs> um, let's see. There's so many things I want to ask you. Uh, okay, so what games do you like to play other than games that you are voiced in? Uh, it's funny you mentioned L.A. GTA V sucked me in. Okay, okay. And over the last couple of months, I've been acclimating myself with the area, and I got to admit, the game has helped me, man. Really? The, the landmarks, and they got it down, you know, to, like, the Chateau Marmont is right there in the game, yeah. you know. And little things like that on Sunset, or, uh, you know, trying to get from downtown to Santa Monica to see my friend Christina Uyoa, who's Annie in League of Legends. Um, I saw these landmarks. I'm like, I've been here before. Oh, right, GTA V. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto has always been a favorite. Um, I don't get enough time to game these days, but when I, I do, know, it's hard. I like third-person uh, sandbox games. I like to see my character on screen. Uh-huh. Uh, if for some reason, first-person shooters kind of disorient me because it's the I'm whole screen the same is way. moving. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to see my character. Yeah. I got to say Grand Theft Auto. Could but, I of course, Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead, the, the Telltale stuff lends itself to people who aren't as coordinated like me. Um... So, I play the Telltale games on my iOS. I just find it convenient because I can carry it everywhere. But how do you play it and how would you recommend on playing it? On my PS3. Okay. That really dates me. I need a 4. Uh, <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> I've heard, no, I've heard though that the pad is the way to go. And I think I should try a run through of, of uh, Wolf Among Us on a pad. Yeah, it's actually really, it's really convenient because I can basically, sometimes I take it to work and on break or not even on break. I shouldn't be saying that. Even if that. you whisper, we still hear you. I know, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like thinking that we're just. It's but just you're me. working. You're doing research. Yes. That's the beauty of it. You can game and and uh, mom or dad call you, and and they say, "What are you doing?" I'm playing video games. I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, GTA V because that interests me that you like it. Who's your favorite character? Oh, it's um, boy. You know, I've been asked this before. It's um. Uh, the obvious choice is the cat Og, Stephen Stephen Og, I think he is the we, the guy from the meth area. Uh, <laughs> the I, dude that's Trevor. on uh, Better Call Saul now, or maybe that. I only know them by by character name, not by actual voice actor name. I don't remember the character so name. There's I mean, there's Michael. Michael, Trevor, and Franklin. Tre uh, Franklin's buddy is my favorite. He's a okay. stand-up comedian. I wish I could remember his name. Uh, he, I actually friended him and oh, cool. told him do amazing work. And asked him, I said, have you been doing voiceover? He said, no, this is the first one. And I, I told him, you're a natural. And he is. He, he Just the comedic timing was off the hook. Uh -huh. um, I will say I've been parking in front of Michael's house to go to my agency, Abrams, to do auditions just yesterday. That's cool. I parked right where Michael's house is. I swear, where the driveway's there. Yeah. I mean, you've played it. So yeah. you know. I mean, and I'm like, I know this house, man. It really is. It's a trip. Yeah, it's a trip. Well, I'm glad GTA can help you. Los Santos can help you figure out Los Angeles. It's scary in a way. Uh, they need to do one for San Francisco. Um, I hope their next move... San Francisco's intense. But imagine a GTA, like, where instead of just L.A. and, and, and surrounding areas, it's just San Francisco and surrounding areas. Maybe they should have an expansion for Northern California. Forget the expansion, the whole game. <laughs> yeah. I'm on that. And obviously, I love the game. I'd love to voice some characters in it. Now that I'm down south, maybe I'll get a shot. Yeah, we would love to hear you get in there. Rockstar. Um, so have you had any crazy fan encounters? Oh, yes. Ooh, care to share some crazy no. ones? Oh, am I the craziest one? You are, honey. You've got some work to do if you want to get crazy. Trust no, me. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm not crazy, but. No, listen, um, 
the few weird experiences are the exceptions that prove the rule. I absolutely love interacting with fans. Yeah. Any chance I get to go to a convention. Uh, again, we'll use uh, Doha Qatar as an example. It's just immediate gratification for what we do, immediate feedback, um, and the kids love us. I mean, how could yeah. you not? <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine not just you know going nuts every time I see that. I, I, I hear some actors complain, oh, God, i got to go deal with everyone asking for oh, my autograph so and take a picture. Sad. I'm like, are you kidding me? Did they really say that? I'm not naming names. No, but no, don't sure. name names. I don't want. I, I don't want to know. Well, I mean, it's more, it's not so much a bitter thing as like, oh, here we go. You know, we got to do this. Where I could do it, I swear, I could do it every day, all day for free. I mean, kids asking to take a picture with me and for my autograph, please. Yeah, no, and that's that's something that I totally appreciate. So that's, I mean, that's how and we met. And you probably get it a lot, too. Oh, no, no, not at all. At the cons? No, they don't know who well, I am. Well, give it some time. You will. <laughs> um, so uh, I was re watching an interview that you did with IGN, and you guys mentioned that Telltale is kind of like uh, interactive entertainment, and that's like the, mm -hmm. what they're trying to say it is. That's you, the buzzword, sure. Can you define interactive entertainment? Well, do you, do you remember the old, I keep kicking this wire. I hope I'm not driving you guys nuts in there. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you remember the old Choose Your Own Adventure book? Yes. Uh, I think that's the closest uh, uh, comparison I can think of. That's so funny. Cause that's... I think we're coming to the point where, you know, movies and TV and music and gaming is all coming into to this amazing entertainment experience. Uh, Telltale is definitely leading the way with that. Oh, they're huge. Yeah, I think anything where you can take the gamer... And make them feel like, not feel like, they are creating the game mm -hmm. is is a win-win. Yeah, I completely agree. And interactive entertainment, essentially, you put the director's, uh, or the, the fan in the director's chair mm -hmm. and let them decide the way this thing's going to go. Uh, I tried really hard to play through a few times as bad Big B, you know, at, you know, a-hole Big B. <laughs> Uh, but it's funny how how you let your you know um, emotions and and your conscience your conscience just won't let you do that. Uh, funny enough, I find even with Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us, uh, you, you you probably wouldn't think this, but I pick the silence option more often than not. Mm -hmm. The dot dot dot. Um, just really yet to see where the other character is going to go. Where, you know, it's me talking. But if you do it right, you forget it's you talking about 10 minutes into playing the game. Okay, um, that's if funny. If it's bad, you hear yourself the whole game. In, in, <laughs> so. Inside of me, I'm always telling myself, I never want to not say anything, so I'll never do the ellipses, you know? Um, so, you do, obviously, voice act over actor. Do you ever have any urge to try live action? I have. Yeah. Oh, you had you did a TV thing. I did one. Uh, <laughs> uh, almost got away with it. It was for my buddy Evan Cecil, who directs those shows. Uh, it was fun. I'll never do it again. Why not? Uh, hmm. Or is that something you'd rather not say? No, I'm just thinking of a, of, of a diplomatic way of saying it. Okay. Uh, voice actors, we are booked. They book the studio for an hour or two hours or you know four hours if, mm -hmm. if it's a long one. We show up, we work, we leave. Uh, the on-camera stuff I learned immediately is a lot of hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. And I'm very ADD. I'm very hyper. <laughs> and the sitting around and waiting, sitting around and waiting, it, it was killing me. Um, I just want to get in there and get down to business. 
I understand. Um, do you have any tips for people who want to become voice actors? Yes, be sure you want to do it. Um, reserve yourself to the fact that you're not going to jump in and, and say, um, I want to be a voice actor in League of Legends. Uh, you'd be surprised how many times I get that. Mm. Um, it doesn't work that way. You have to encompass or you have to embrace all aspects of voiceover commercial, um, narration character, which could be both video game or animation or other, you know, uh, character voiceover things, uh, and the boring stuff. You have to do it all. The boring stuff being like, you know, corporate videos for shoplifting for Safeway employees, yeah. which I've done. You have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to, and you have to jump in 100%. There's no half-assing it, pardon the phrase. Um, Fair enough. Uh, if you have a passion, you think you want to do this for a living, my advice is to take some classes with a reputable coach. So do you offer classes? I think you do, right? I teach a few for uh, Susan McCollum. I'm okay. actually thinking of doing more teaching down here, specifically video game voice acting. Nice. Um, but, you know, I, again, I've, I've got to find an apartment. I'm, I'm like that kid off the bus with the hazy, like, gosh, <laughs> I'm in the big town now. Well, that's that's an adventure because LA's got a lot to offer. I'm telling you that. Well, um, I'm from East Oakland, baby. I ain't scared. No. And I went to I went to Berkeley, so I was up for oh, the Oh, you see? Yeah, yeah. Got a girl. Both of my both of my parents and my stepfather all UC grads. So there you Salute. go. Salute. Cheers to all of California. <laughs> um, really? That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, the Wolf Among Us. I always go back to that. Uh, Bigby Wolf, was there any improvising involved in his lines, or did you really have to stick to a specific script? The way I work, um, and different actors work different ways, I tend to improv um, on my third take. A lot of times with video games, the lines aren't that long, so they want an ABC. Mm -hmm. uh, usually that's the case with Julian. He's our director at Telltale. Well, he's at Bay Area Sound, but he directs most of the telltale stuff you've heard. We get a system, and it's an ABC. Say the line is, uh, uh, screw you, Toad. Uh, you know, we'd give him three takes. Screw you, Toad. Screw you, Toad. And then I generally, on the third take, will be, you know, that's where I, I don't push it too far, but I improv a little like, oh, come on, screw you, Toad. <laughs> um, you can improv, but you can also offend the writer, uh, slow up the process, so it's a fine line. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you better be good at it. You better mm -hmm. do it well. Uh, if you're in there sort of fumfering around, um, you're just wasting their time and your time. Um, some actors go right to the script. They stick to the script. They don't uh, deviate one bit, and that's fine, too. I like to have a little fun with the words. Okay. And do you, do you have any gaming voiceover actors that you like look up to or who's your biggest inspiration? Roger Jackson is amazing and Roger Jackson is what does he voice uh, you guys know him as uh, Ghostface and Scream okay. I'm in the house Sydney <laughs> um, you know him as Mojo Jojo in, uh, in Powerpuff Girls he's Ichabod Crane in my game yeah uh, oh, that but, guy's creepy. Uh, and Roger, it's a trip. Yeah. Roger is the most unassuming, humble, quiet, like just, you would never guess in a million years he is who he is. Uh, I, I love the guy to death, but on top of it, I had the pleasure of building his reel, his uh, video game reel, and it was inspiring and 
and really uh, kind of, uh, 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 you know, like cold water in the face <laughs> at the same time because I'm like, oh, my God, I compete with this guy every time I audition. So, wait, so you're an editor as well? Uh, I, I edit voiceover video game reels as a side thing. Uh, actually, Rogers and Dave Fenoy's are my best reels. Um, oh, cool. Another voice actor, I have to mention a female uh, because, you know, th there are male and female parts. Lonnie Manella. I don't know if you've heard of her, but look her up. Okay. She is off the hook. And, and what do we know her for? Um, what you what don't you? I mean, a ton <laughs> of Blizzard. Okay. Uh, she, she's in everything. Um, and she voices men convincingly. Cool. Without effects. Uh, Lonnie Manella is amazing. Look up Roger L. Jackson. Look up Lonnie Manella. Dave Fenoy is a big hero. Oh, right? yeah, he's good. Dave is amazing. Um, and how do you feel about oftentimes you get you know, celebrities with big names taking on voice acting roles? Well, that's a, um, it's a touchy subject. I bet. No, no, but with me, I look at the bright side. If mm -hmm. we have big name, I'm, I'm assuming you mean like TV and, and movie stars. Yeah. If, if we get them, like say Kevin Spacey, uh, voicing this huge character in COD, it brings attention to video game voice acting. It, it, it gets people psyched up. Mm -hmm. And that's nothing but win for us. Um, at the same time, my only problem is, is you know, celebrities who do it for the paycheck or just do it because they think their kid would think it's cool if they're in a game, come in and, and you know, sell, you know, phone in the, the performance or, or give mm -hmm. us a half-assed performance, which happens a lot. Um, you have to have a passion for it. You, you have to know games. You have to have at least played a few games. Right. Uh, and you need to know the genre before you just come into the booth and think you're going to come in and kill it. Yeah, I, because I, 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 obviously that um, documentary and... I'll, it's an amazing film. Yeah, it really, it really is. Uh, so, ra random question, any countries that you would like to visit... Well, I've been to quite a few. Um, <laughs> actually, what I'd like to do is uh, is see some video game conventions pop up in a country that's very dear to my heart, Belize, Central America. I lived uh, for a year. Nice. Uh, my what were you doing there? Uh, my mom was there with Project Hope. She was a midwife, and she promoted breastfeeding and uh, you know traditional birthing practices and. So I went to school in Belize, in Belize City. I, I embraced the culture, loved the country, still love it. There are a lot of gamers there. One of my dreams is, is to get a, a convention started down there. But really, uh, Australia I haven't been to yet. I know they're big gamers. I, I sort of revolve all my travel plans in the mm -hmm. future around conventions. And I, I think that's a great plan because I get to work and I get to meet, you know, uh, the kids who love, and I say kids, all the gamers who love my work. And I get to see a new country and, and meet interesting people. So, Are you going to, um, you, do you already have a couple cons lined up in the next? Yep. Can, can you mention them? No. Nope. Oh! Not till they do. Darn it. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, nice try, though. <laughs> I try. Um, let's see. Uh. So let's talk about you know streaming and like the future of gaming and funny you mentioned that. Okay. Um, I do. You know, first off, I, I'm sort of overwhelmed with getting myself acclimated to being in LA. Mm -hmm. I tend to take on more work than I can handle, but 
I've been interested in streaming since the first League of Legends competition I went to three, four years ago. Okay. Uh, and it's funny you mention it. After I leave here, I'm going to my pal Sky Williams' house. He's a big League of Legends streamer, a big YouTuber. Yeah. Down in Santa Monica. I'm going to boogie down there and hopefully <laughs> uh, sit in on some of his stream. And I want him to teach me. Well, I want him to show me how it's done. Mm-hmm. I know Amber Dalton and, and her sister at Twitch TV. Uh, I definitely want to get more involved in the streaming because I am a gamer. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah. And I imagine there's an audience out there for a voice actor from video games that's, you know, sort of kind of known. Uh, I mean, come on. Everyone would love to watch you stream. I just don't know how to do it. I, I You can just get on Twitch TV. I, I think it's a little harder than that. I need all the equipment and all that stuff. Amber, call me, please. You know how to reach me. I, I think Let's do this. If you said I just have a basic streaming device, but I'm I Adam Harrington. <laughs> what is a basic let's, streaming let, device? Let's go shopping, Adam. Let's go shopping. That's, all right. See, now we're talking. <laughs> I need, you know, I need my handheld through this. But I can once help it's you. going and a microphone is hot, I will do my thing. Yeah. And I'll do it for a long time. Uh, which I think is key for streaming. So how, how, how much do you think it's um, like social media has helped out with uh, your career? Oh, and, hugely. And getting in touch with fans and all that stuff. and Just getting the word out. Um, it's, it's a little weird, too. I know that some big titles now are booking actors specifically on Twitter followers, which makes me feel really That's self-conscious about, about my 4,000 Twitter followers or whatever it is. And I look at some of the other guys like, oh my God, 400,000. How gonna, do I you'll do get that? there. You'll get there. But I, I don't know how to try. That's the problem. Um, I need to learn a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I, think, I think what I've been told is you just got to keep tweeting and tweeting. I've been doing that. Um, pictures? Yeah. Yeah. People. People are very visual people. Do you have a Do you have an Instagram? I do. I just started it. My <laughs> nice. manager made me do it. I'm glad I did though. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Although, sure. Although oddly enough, that's where a lot of the weird fans you had mentioned earlier. That's where where they're coming from is Instagram. Yeah. Um, I tend to be way too patient and give people way too much slack. But I had a couple of. Uh, very interesting fans. Let's leave it at that. Um, so you see my thousand yard stares. I start freaking out. Is she out there? So with your like with your growing celebrity, do you, are you the type that kind of shies away from that, or are you embracing that in any fashion? Do I look like a shy guy? No, no I not love at it. All. I, I am. I think I'm the only actor on the planet who admits I freaking love it. This is awesome. Yeah. This is why we do it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. But if you weren't, you know. Bigby Wolf, you'd still be doing it. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'd be looking for the next Bigby Wolf. <laughs> um, no, I, I mostly because it gives me a chance to interact with as many fans as possible on a grand scale. I absolutely. Love it. And uh, final question. Uh, if you cannot say Bigby Wolf or Woodsman, who would be your favorite character from specifically The Wolf Among Us? Mm, I've been asked before. I love Chuck's Toad. Really? I love Melissa's Toad Jr. Okay. Uh, some folks don't know, she is Beauty and Toad Jr. in my game. The voice of Clementine uh-huh. in The Walking Dead. Uh, but I gotta say, man, um, Roger's Ichabod Crane, even though he's a character a lot of people hate, if you can oh, get <laughs> people to hate on you really strong, that means you're doing your job. And, so- and Roger, Roger's my idol. Um I'd have to say it's it's a toss-up between Ichabod and Toad. So it must be fun 
being evil over good, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's a lot more fun not dying and coming back for each episode and getting nominated for a lead actor, which never happened before. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, and ch- chances are, if Wolf Among Us comes back for season two, you're you're safe and will happily. Yeah. Well, see we you know. Return. I mean, we know that Bigby lives. Yeah. You know, he's still living in the comic series. You know, and this game was set in the '80s, so. It's still a mist that the whole ending was a mystery, and you know to hear that it was a mystery for right. you. Right. Well, you know, I mean, the closing thing is I interviewed Bill Willingham, uh, creator of uh, Fables. I'm editing the podcast now. I'm going to put it up nice. soon, and he comes up with some stuff I didn't know about the Fables universe, and makes it clear that nobody's safe. Like the snow. You, well, I can't give away spoilers, but sure. you remember the the deal with snow in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? So, uh, okay, so tell our, your fans or tell people who are listening where they can find you on Twitter or whatnot. Tell on Twitter, Harrington VO, at Harrington VO. Um, I tend to try to steer people to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Harrington VO. Okay. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, Adam Harrington Voice Actor. Great. Okay, and then you can also find me, Kaori, at K A O R I O U S on Instagram as well as Twitter. Where's your Instagram? Since oh you just God. started it. Adam underscore Harrington <laughs> VO. No, I remember this is the first time I remembered it. Adam underscore Harrington VO. I'm proud nice. of myself. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure's and, on mine. And thank you guys for joining us with this interview. You can catch all Afterbus shows at Afterbus TV. And we'll catch you guys soon for some more talk. Stay out of trouble, Mondays. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.